Today, I want to talk about different strategies that you can use to cope with depression. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Hey team, Glenazar here. Welcome back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Now, I deal with a lot of people suffering from depression and suffering from anxiety, and I think those two things are fairly linked. And in this day and age, I feel like these things are on the up and up as opposed to us getting more and more control of them. Now, why? It could be the pace that we live our lifestyle at. It could be the comparison and expectation of doing things with others. But at the end of the day, let's have a chat about it because depression is a treatable mood disorder. People can recover from depressive episodes with lifestyle changing, uh, coping strategies, uh, talking, medication. There's a whole different way that we can deal with depression. It's vital, of course, that we go and see someone to talk about it, particularly if it persists for more than a couple of weeks. And I've chatted to people that have literally felt this way for months at a time. But I feel like the best thing we can do is to treat mental health disorders the same way as we, as we treat physical health disorders, like we go out and we do something about a physical illness, we go and see someone, mental health maybe not so much and in this day and age surely that's changed. So I was looking on Medical News Today which has some great articles and they just came up with six points that I thought I would share with you. Number one was learning about depression because the more a person knows about depression, the more empowered they will be to find a treatment that works for them. And that's the important piece. Just because a treatment works for someone else doesn't necessarily mean it works for us. So don't get yourself trapped into this idea that, you know, this has worked for other people, why isn't it working for me? You just might not have found the right thing for you just yet. The second point for them was talk to someone, like reaching out to loved ones can help get people through difficult times, just talking about things that are happening and letting people have an understanding of where you're at and maybe for you to normalize these conversations. Their point number three was to keep a journal because it's a really powerful strategy for anything that we want to achieve. And certainly fighting depression is one of those things. Writing down thoughts, feelings and problems can allow us as individuals to identify patterns, triggers, maybe warning signs are relating to our depression. Uh, Number four is to actually go and see a doctor. So you've chatted to people, you've done a little bit of learning yourself but at some point we need to go and see someone that knows more about this stuff and believe it or not these conversations will be a lot easier than you think they will be like a good GP will understand where you're at they'll understand the intricacies of how you're feeling and that you don't even want to have this conversation but you need to have this conversation and they'll be able to help you through it from that step five is to go and actually try some therapy so once you've spoken to a doctor then get yourself to go and speak to a psychologist, um, some sort of group that you might get involved in. There's some sort of therapy that requires you to get outside of your head and talk. And they can help you do things like, again, build coping strategies, learn problem-solving techniques, setting goals, identifying negative thoughts, how to replace them with positive, more constructive thoughts, uh, understand the effects that your lifestyle experiences and relationships or how they're being affected by what you're going through and so on. There's a a lot of different ways to do that. Number six was to practice mindfulness. Now, mindfulness comes in different forms. There's, you know, you can buy those coloring books that put you into mindfulness. For me, it's boxing or something like that. Um, Adventure, adventure is a, a fantastic form of mindfulness. If you get yourself out and about in nature, particularly if you can get yourself to a place or a space where your mobile phone doesn't even work, so that you're not constantly checking that and downloading, that's an epic way of getting mindfulness. 
Seven is about connecting the body and the mind. So people who treat the mind and body as separate entities may have a more careless attitude about health and well-being than those who understand the connection of the two. So look for alternative practitioners, things, massage, meditation, music therapy, tai chi, acupuncture. There's all these different things out there that allow you to understand that your mental health affects your physical health because they are one and the same. Number eight, and this is obviously an old favorite, exercise. Like physical activity can release endorphins that improve mood. And research indicates that exercise is effective in treating the symptoms of major depression. And if we can treat the symptoms, obviously some of these other things treat the deeper cause, but if we can treat the symptoms and we have less of those symptoms, then it stops us being becoming more depressed. Um, eating a balanced diet is number nine. So food has a significant effect on mood and mental health deficiencies in some nutrients. Um, they will have links to depression. So look a bit you know, at things like eating more fruit and veg, lean proteins, whole grains. Um, just look for healthier ways to eat. You know that, that quick fix of KFC is not going to be the answer when you're really struggling with your mental health. Number 10 was about avoiding alcohol and recreational drugs. Now, I deal with a lot of people that when we are having these issues and we dig down on it, we find out that they're self-medicating. So the same people who will say to me, I do not want to go on medication, and yet they're self-medicating with recreational drugs and alcohol. So effectively, you are medicating, but just not in a really healthy way. So think about those things make depression worse. You could be taking a drug that, or a medication that makes your depression better if that's enough, I've really termed that the way I wanted to. But you understand what I'm saying. We say we don't want medication, and yet we're medicating ourselves in an unhealthy way. Number 11 is to discuss supplements with your doctor. Now, any good GP is not just going to look to put you on pharmaceuticals. They're going to look at things, your chamomiles and your ginsengs and your uh, omega-3s and those sort of things. So have a discussion with them around some healthy supplements that you might be able to implement into your life that are going to make some changes to your mental health. Number 12, and this is hard when you're suffering depression, but number 12 is spend some time relaxing. Now, this can be taking a hot bath or a hot shower, um, watching TV, gardening, being outdoors, again, the adventure type therapy, reading books. Um, and, and you know what? Saying no to unnecessary commitment. Stop feeling like you have to go and do stuff to please other people when you're struggling with something yourself. Number 13 is to set goals. Like setting goals and targets can sometimes help when you're feeling a little bit demotivated and that demotivation can also be a either a byproduct or a, even a cause of depression. So make sure that you set important goals that are achievable, that are specific, that are realistic for you. Uh, and you may even look at setting those time frames, you know, the old smart goals around those things. So don't just say I'm going to exercise more, Actually, so I'm going to go and walk 15 minutes morning and night as a start point. Number 14 for dealing with depression was volunteering. So volunteering for a worthy cause can come with a myriad of mental health benefits. I know when I've worked at Childhood Cancer Support, uh, Act for Kids, when I've gone out and done stuff, I did Rosie's Youth Mission for a while. And I look back now when I was doing those things when I was going through some really tough times pre during and post-divorce, for example. And I realise now that by being able to focus on those young people, focus on something outside myself, I was actually better off. Number 15 is to try and make sure you get enough sleep. Now, you might need help with this. You might want to go and speak to your doctor about melatonin. You might want to put some um, 
what they call sleep hygiene practices in place to help you get that sleep. But if you are suffering from depression, aiming to get seven to nine hours of good sleep, not constantly being up and then sleeping in two to three hour blocks. And I've experienced this with people with depression where they're awake half of the night and they then they'll sleep intermittently all throughout the day and the night and effectively 24 hours is wasted with little bits of sleep and little bits of awake and you're not truly getting enough sleep. If I added up that 24-hour period, you might have got the seven to nine hours, but it's so broken up that's creating problems for you. And the last one that they give you um, when we're on the Medical News Today website is spend time outdoors. And they talk about the results of a 2013 study that suggested that getting out in nature can provide an important boost to mental health. And part of this effect may be due to the fact that the time outdoors increases your exposure to sunlight, which increases serotonin and vitamin D levels. But the study also found that people who walked in nature had elevated moods compared with those who walked in the city environment. So just think about that. In an urban environment, you've got to deal with an increase in people, noise, advertising, traffic. There's all these stresses that are happening that you don't get when you're out in nature. So that's just 16 ways to help you deal with depression or sadness or just changing and altering your mood that I hope you find beneficial, particularly as we come to the end of the week, because you may even be able to go out and implement some of these things on your weekend. Hope that helps, team. Chat to you guys again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.